podcast. You're live. All right, good. So let's see. We're going to give it a few minutes to see if we have people coming in. Yeah, people are coming okay. in. Let me send a message. Let's see if let's see we are we are live. You can No, no. Can you hear my son? Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't hear. What was he saying? Is the meeting over? Oh, no. It's not even started, darling. We haven't started. We're just waiting for people to join. I'm talking to my friend, Adese. You want to say hi? <laughs> Mrs. S, let them not get confused. Where is he? Say, He's what right is he? here. He says he doesn't want to say hi. He's oh, shy. why now? Come and say I hi. Do? Just kick in like you would for your auntie, and then you can run away. That'd be fine. Come on, come on. There's nobody else on. It's just the two of us. And uh, his camera. He done. Ah, oh, he ran away. I don't bite. Oh, I'm all the way. Yeah, my son. <laughs> and then he will give me the logic as to you said peak. Not stay. <laughs> And exactly. Gonna, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to share this. How do I forward this now? Hello, my Smooners. Aha. Uh -huh. Nice, nice, nice. There, where, where. Cheryl, baby. Welcome, welcome. Good to see you. Um, later on in the show, I'm going to be sharing a link uh, for anyone who wants to join in and ask questions or come on the live. Uh, but in the meantime, please, please feel free to uh, share your comments type your comments. Uh, we will have them scrolling on the screen. Um, but I'm happy to see you. So we're just going to give it a few more minutes to see if we can get a little bit of an audience going and then we'll get right into it because time is of DSS. 
<laughs> and then while we wait, feel free to go get your libation of choice. Uh, I'm doing a little hot cocoa because it's getting a little cold here. We had some snow the other day, like steady for a few days. So I'm going to keep warm with my hot cocoa. Isn't it cute? My little cup. Yeah. I saw Yay. your program when you were showing us those cups. I know. <laughs> I have the ones. Okay. So the first ones were the ones that were just, they didn't have a handle. And then I mm -hmm. saw the one with the handle and I was like, what? Are you kidding me? I have to get it. It's so cute. It's so adorable. So we're going to give it a few more minutes. Yeah. What is the time? Okay. So we'll just give it one more minute and then we'll get going. I can't tell if it's showing or not. Okay, welcome all to being Mrs. S. Thank you, my Spooners. I'm so glad um, that you are joining us for this wonderful, very interesting live show that we're doing, whether you're on YouTube or you're watching this on uh, being Mrs. S on Facebook. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. So I'm starting a series. I started, I've started a series uh, and it's called, I have the most interesting friends because I do, I do. And um, I love my friends. They are also interesting. They have so many different things that they do. And today I have a beautiful soul with me today, Mrs. Mm. Bonali Body Lawson. When I tell you, hi, <laughs> I have known her for over 37 years, at least 37 <sighs> years, at least. Now, yeah. I don't know who can claim to know anybody for that long. I have known her for at least 37 years. She's a wonderful person. Is it crazy that I look at you and I'm like, you haven't changed a bit. My sister. Mm, neither have you. <laughs> is it? Your is it? Still looks the same. Can you imagine? 37 years. And 37 years is a long time. Ah, it's no joke. Long. Somebody's grandmother. Please. <laughs> it is bananas. I'm looking at you. I'm like, it's like we just walked into QC. How far? All right. So I'm going to, she's an educator. Oh, she's, she's a consummate educator. Uh, I've known her for such a long time. I'm going to throw it over to her and she's going to give you a little, this is who I am. Take it away. All right. So hi everyone. My name is Bola. And as Adesa said, I've known her for a long time. Right. Um, but who am I? I am someone who loves teaching. I got into teaching by accident and I ended up loving it. And I stayed in teaching for over 20 years. Um, now I'm a mom of two beautiful children. I have a girl and a boy and I'm married to a fantastic man who is very, very supportive. But I uh, moved about a year and a half ago from teaching into another love that I have, which is baking. So I own a co-own a bakery with my sister and it's in the beautiful city of Ikeja in Lagos, Nigeria. So that's who I am in a nutshell, very small nutshell. 
<laughs> very small nutshell because we're going to we're going to delve deeper into that because we have a few questions we're going to ask her and then she's going to give us the ins and outs of all of that. So, now obviously I told you guys we've known each other for years. We went to to um in what in Nigeria is called secondary school. I guess here it's high school. I, I don't even know the school system middle school, here, high but school? yeah. Yes. It's middle so, school high school. Middle school, high school, a hand. So once the secondary school mm -hmm. together, we've known each other for just that long. Um, so I don't know if we ever had these discussions. I know we, we from time to time you ask, what do you want to do? Who, what, who do you want to be when you grow up? So tell us, growing up, did you always want to be an educator? Actually, growing up, I didn't. Ah. I think my parents were hoping that I would become a medical doctor. And in thinking about that, I thought I would work with um, children. So be a pediatrician. That was where my heart was going to. Oh, wow. And I remember having one conversation. I think we were sitting in class um, and we had one conversation. And um, your Corey I think, was the one that looked at me and said, hmm, this one is going to have children early. And I thought, why would she say that kind of thing? to me was happening you know but you know when i became a teacher and i thought hey, wait a minute we did talk about this in secondary school um it's interesting i didn't do medicine i still wanted to work with children this is another way of doing it right uh, as i said i entered teaching by accident i um went to visit a friend of mine and she worked at a school I worked in children's church in my church. So um, her proprietress, a British lady, came up to me and said, I heard you work in children's church. And I said, yes. She said, have you ever thought about teaching? I said, no, I didn't study education. So I wouldn't want to get into teaching. What did you study? I studied zoology. Really? Yeah. Ah. Ah. <laughs> you know, and she said to me, I don't employ people who study education. They don't know how to teach. Wow. Teaching, teaching comes from the heart. You have to have it in you. And then if it's in you, you can train yourself. You That's can get trained. But for you to, for you to study. And I thought that is weird, ma'am. That is <laughs> so weird. We said, try it. So she gave me a chance and told me to come and test out in a class, teach the children in a class for a day. So she would see and so I went and I did it because then I was still looking for a job. I did it. And she was like, see, I told you, you have it. Wow. All you need now is training. Yeah. So I said, okay. And it was a small school. So um, she did the training. I went on trainings and Bob's your uncle. I stayed there Bob's for a long Bob's time. really your uncle and my husband. Uh <laughs> interesting it's like the scale parents want you to be a doctor then you're like this is what i'm gonna do then you study zoology mm -hmm. and next next thing you know you're like but it's still something different also, it, yeah. it's different but the same at the same time it's all centered around caring for people caring for something yes you know it's amazing caring for, yeah yeah yes it great is. so it's amazing what made you decide on the transition from 
I'm teaching children to, Ooh. I want to own my own True. business. And then what made you decide on the business that you chose to own? Chose. Okay, so the transition was not an easy thing. Um, because I worked on the island and I lived in Victoria Island and I lived in Ikeja, the commute started to tell on me. So I started to get ill. Um, my blood pressure became <clears throat> an issue because I would sleep late because I'm preparing my lessons and at the crack of dawn, I'm up again. And at the crack of dawn, I would wake up again to go to work. So um, I started having blood pressure issues. Then a few things here and there in the office. I just thought, okay, I would do this. I told my husband about it, but he wasn't ready at the time I wanted to leave. So he said, calm down, stay there. But COVID rolled round and COVID made the decision so easy. COVID because, made decisions for a lot of people. Uh, because it would be that today you're in school, tomorrow you have to stay, do it online. And yes. then you do half in school, half online. It was just ins and outs. And then if a child in your class ended up having COVID, you would have to stay home, do the test, how many times before you can let, let back in school. So it just made the decision easier. Plus, I realized that I was missing out on my children's lives because I leave in the morning. By the time I get back in the evening, I'm conked. And all I want to do is rest. I don't have enough time or enough energy to spend with them. Yeah. So um, all those factors together just help me make up my mind that, okay, it's time to leave this particular job yes. and give my time to my kids and um, find something that I want to do for myself. So that was how I came to that decision. Now, how did I choose to do, go into bakery? Um, while we were in QC, my mom had her own kind of in-home bakery she would make cakes, wedding cakes, and things like that. And I would help her out once in a while. Um, when I got into university, I wasn't at home as much. But if she had, maybe she wanted to make a chocolate cake for someone. She would just say, well, you know that chocolate cake you make? Please come home and come and make it. So I would yes. go make it, get back to school, and things like that. So that has always been something that I always did. After university, uh, my sister, who I'm in business with now, took over my job of helping my mom with the bakery. Yeah. So um, she helped my mom. My mom's now 77, 78. Wow. So her doing bakery is not going to be possible. So my sister and I, when I told her that I was leaving, she was like, finally, okay, let's pick up where mom left off. And yes start doing that and I said fine that's something I can get behind so that's how I got into the bakery thing oh wow now how easy was it to get going on the business now did your mom have an established business and you just took over it or you had to start everything from scratch 
Okay. Um, my mom didn't have a fully established business. So my sister and I have to start, had to start everything from scratch again. And um, it was not easy. It still isn't easy because business in Nigeria now is by his grace. Um, finding a place, getting the equipment, um, dealing with our ever fluctuating dollar prices. Those have been the things that we've had to deal with. But, you know, as with every business, you, you roll with the punches. Yeah. And that's what we've been doing. So what were the steps? Um, so here in America, if you want to start a business, depending on what it is you want to do, mm -hmm. you go to the Secretary of State, you file your articles of incorporation, you go to the, uh, you get a, a TIN, a tax identification number. number. Right. Finish. Now, obviously, logistics and things, depending on what type of business you have, that's separate and that's on you and your mm. your money situation. But as far as establishing the business, one, two, three, you're done. How is it, that? <clears throat> it's basically the same thing. You have to go to the Corporate Affairs Commission um, and then choose what name you want to call your business. I think that's what we do first. You do it like a name search right? to see if your name is available. Mm -hmm. If it is, then you would file the papers, um, after which you can legally begin your business. Your tax ID number, you would have to go to the tax office with your papers to say, I have this business, this is what I want to do. Then they give you, so that's two offices you have to visit um, to be able so to you're, do. So you're physically going to those offices? Uh, you know us in Lagos, you don't physically go anywhere. You physically send somebody to go for you. <laughs> so, so it's not online, one, two, three. You, you eh? actually, you, eh? Oh, sorry. It might be online, <laughs> no. I don't know because I don't, it's like saying you want to do your passport online in Nigeria, it's there. You can fill all the forms you want there, but you have to go to the passport uh, office and you have wow. to give somebody something, oh, you know, for things to keep moving. It's there. I'm sure it is. In fact, I'm almost positive it is. But our system is as is, as you probably remember it to be maybe a little worse, <laughs> but it's always been like that. Wow. So you ask, someone does it for you. Yeah. I did not visit any of those of me. No, somebody did it. And then you get your papers. <clears throat> and so about how long would the whole process take then? If somebody um, The CAC one is the longest part of the process. And um, depending on how well you grease the wheels, um, it can take... Not grease the wheels! <laughs> yeah, it can take anything from two weeks to eight weeks so it all depends Ninja. it all depends on how well it's this the articles of incorporation tin online mm. one second you're done i know immediately I, look just to say something on the political end if nigeria was at that point things would be so much easier. I can imagine. So much easier. If only 
they would let technology take a huge part of the stress away for people, things would be so much easier. I mean, really? It, so it, much easier. That's, that's the stress of it all. So yeah. what was the reaction from your family when you embarked on, on um, entrepreneurship? What was, how did they take it? Your husband, your children? My husband, before I started, was a little skeptical, but mm -hmm. he is such a supportive person that he was like, if that's what you want to do, I'm all for it, right? I was like, you know, we're going to go from a two-income family to a one. So for some time, family. at least. For yes. some time, yeah. You know, so um, he's like, I'm fine with that. Let's just keep going. Um, he already understood the fact because he was more worried about me being sick than actually doing that. So he's like, if this takes away the stress of what you're going through and your blood pressure can stay normal for a long time, that's fine. I'm good with it. My son was like, finally, she's home. <laughs> you know, even now, um, he's like, when I, when I try to step out of the house, where are you going? Mom, where are you going? I'm like, I'm just going down the road. I'll be right back. You know, um, so he was happy to have me home. My daughter, the same. My family, I think I was the only one who was in paid employment. Everybody else is an entrepreneur. Right. So they were like, welcome to the club. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for joining the club. Yeah. It took you a while, but mm -hmm. you're here. No, now, you're so here. That's good. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So that was it. Everyone has been extremely supportive. Supportive. Extremely. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to throw in a little. A little plus one. What about your friends? Um, you know, I'm going to start like this. He who must have friends must first show himself friendly. Um, um, on the quiet side of life. Very quiet. You've always been. Introverted. Always. Um, so I can't say that um, I have been out there enough for people to know that I'm doing this. I put it up on WhatsApp. I've had friends from my former place of employment say, okay, we want to do this. Let's do this. You know, people I know from there. And then friends from church have been supportive as well. We want to do this. Can you make this, this, and this? That's, that's been fine. Um, but like I said, I got to be the friendly one first. I have to be out there. Okay. So... You're saying that you have received some yeah. support, but you're yes. saying that you can understand that you haven't received as much. As much. Uh, were you expecting any more than you got? Or, you know, and are you saying I'm not upset because it's not like I'm out there being a friendly, friendly person? What are we saying you know here? That would be, that's what I'm saying. I, I think I'm getting what I expected because I'm not out there. I'm not um, someone who, I don't go to places. I'm a homebody. I mm -hmm. sit at home. Um, it's my comfort zone. Um, and so I believe that if my friends come and support me, that's wonderful. I appreciate it, but I haven't put myself out there to, um, well, my, I think what I'm trying to say is 
I haven't, I'm not upset that it hasn't been more from my friends because that's just it. It's what I expect. It's, um, and maybe my expectations have been low, but that's just been me. Now, um, what would I do? How would I be better? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. When you have a service-related business mm. where, I mean, obviously your business is not, your friends are not going to make or break your, your business. Mm. But then they will definitely help, right? Mm. So how do you how do you reconcile the fact that you're not so you're you're quite introverted and then have a service related business so are you the are you the back person i mean you're the ceo ceo obviously but are you ceo in the back where you you don't meet greet your customers your clients things like that or how how do you how do you do it because your bakery, people, <laughs> everything, birthday, wedding, it's a social type business type and you, business. You're, you're, you're front, front facing all the time. So how do you reconcile that? Okay. So that's the good thing about having a sister who's an extrovert being your partner. Mm -hmm. She is the front face. Wow. I am the, as I'm the one in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. I'm the one who's saying, this is the recipe. This is what we want. She's great at baking too. And she helps if I need her to help in that line. But she is the one that goes, okay, so here's business coming in from this person. Here's business coming in from that person. Um, she does the front face, even though now she's like, nope, you got to go too. I cannot <laughs> be the only one. You got to be there too. Because she knows that I'm not comfortable being front and center. Yeah. She's like, you've got to step out Absolutely. and be front and center. You can't hide behind your screen and you can't hide in the kitchen. It's not going to work. Wow. And so how many um, siblings do you have? Uh, I have four siblings, three girls and a boy. Okay. Oh, a man, sorry. <laughs> and... So you're in partnership with both your sisters or just one of them? Just one. Okay, so how it works is, um, what am I doing here? The last, my last sister, the last one in my family is the one I'm in partnership with because okay. she's a foodie just like me. Um, Please, so, sign me up. <laughs> so both of us are the ones in business together at the bakery. Fantastic. So um, we've kind of dealt with the a little bit about your or or have we your expectations? Now I've mm -hmm. asked you how how um, supportive your family and friends were yeah. with the idea of you going into this business. But what were I know you said your expectations about friends because you're not. But overall, what were your expectations? How well did you expect? it will be received by everybody across the board. Um, so what is, what I expected was that um, I would have constant um, 
let me do it like this. The basis of the bakery was that I would make cakes or whatever I needed to bake that would stand out in terms of taste. Right. So what I would do was make things for people and then um, my expectation was that because it was such a great treat, they would come back. Plenty. And so I've been dealing, I've been trying to settle with myself that people are trying to lose weight. So maybe bakeries are not so much in fashion. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I'm just finding justifications for how things are not going the way I expected them. But then I should also say that I've come to terms with the fact that it's a new business and it will take its yes, time exactly. to get out there. Yeah, a lot of new businesses, the first year is not the year for you to say this mm. is, you know, this is the make or break. Yeah. You know? And so how long have you, has uh, Pico Bakery been in business? It will, it's a year actually this month. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. It's a year this month. And what, what do you, um, what are your showings? <laughs> what, what do you bake? Okay, so um, the essence of Pico was that we were going to make pies. Um, I like pies. Every time I come to the States, I hunt down an apple pie because I can eat them for That's my a special. long time, mm. right? So um, we looked about and pies, especially in Ikeja, they are hard to find. You don't find people who make pies. Meat pie. In Ikeja. Not meat pie. Fruit pies and savory pies. Like okay. if, you, if I wanted like a... Chicken pot pie, for example. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't find someone who made a chicken pot pie in Ikeja. If I wanted one, I would have to go all the way to Victoria Island to get it. For and then the people pie. who hmm, and the people who make pies here, the pastries are a little too dense, not as light as I would like. So nothing like I would get, even from a Sam's Club, if I went to the States. So um, we thought that making pies would be a big thing. Pies that fruit pies, savory pies that people would love that you could share out at dinner, not just the regular meat pies that we are used to growing yeah. up. Um, so that was that. But then, so how, I also, what what uh, what fruits do they have in Nigeria that will work for these pies? So we, um, you know, we have apples. We import apples a lot. We also import. Um, we have strawberries growing in Jos. Stockings. Yes. No, I uh, get strawberries. This is strawberry season. So you there's a lady in, yes, I mean it. There's huh. a lady in Joss who does ag an agribusiness that um, we can get fruits from. She also has during so she has seasonal fruits, she has gooseberries and different kinds of berries. Gooseberry. Are we yes. realized yeah, gooseberry? I thought it was just somebody abusing no. somebody. <laughs> no. Um yeah, gooseberry. <laughs> I don't know, it was something real. She has those berries. So Joss is a nice place to get fruits from. And oh, then, I mean, I know. I was in Joss, so. But yeah. I didn't know we had like that. Strawberries, gooseberries. We do. Blueberries, we do. blackberries, all those ones too. Blueberries for now, we don't have. Because our weather, even in Joss, is not as conducive as it should be for blueberries. Okay. But um, they import those. I wouldn't use the imported ones to make pies because they cost an arm and a leg. Wow. Right? But we would do. And then... 
my intention is also to just experiment with the fruits that we always get. Right. Like mangoes, for uh-huh. example. Yes. I know you can make a mango pie. We really? can make coconut cream pies, the okay, banana yes. cream pies that we can make. So uh-huh. there are different things that we can do with those. What about and cherries? We don't have those here. No cherries. Agbalumo. I, I attempted an agbalumo pie. How did but the go? problem I had with that was that, um, you know, it has so much latex in it that when you're trying to emulsify it in your blender just to try and get it, it messes up your blender. Yeah, so it's it's, gummy, gummy. It, it, it just becomes yes. something different. Um, and its reaction to heat takes a bit. So oh. I'm experimenting. I like experimenting. That's good. Okay, so pies and then what else? Uh, cookies, muffins. Um, I try to stay away from those big birthday cakes because they're everywhere, mm-hmm. you know? So just muffins that are healthy, interesting cookies for people to eat. Basically, that's all I'm doing at this point. Okay. Um, because I want it to be something that's different. Yes. Something that you wouldn't ordinarily get when you enter a bakery in Nigeria. That's okay. it. Oh, and bread. I forgot about that. Oh, bread is essential. Yeah. So you have a storefront where people walk in and order this stuff. No. Uh, you do not. Okay. I do not. All right. So because how, how to have it done? To have a storefront is another kettle of fish. And where my bakery is, um, they don't like people coming in and out. It's like an in a, it's in an estate. So mm-hmm. um, what I do is people order, I get it ready, and okay. then they pick up. That's it. Oh. So it's order ahead pick up on the day you want which you know with the pandemic and everything it kind of makes sense to do that because who's walking around wow so so that's a a huge cost uh with the delivery so do you have your own driver or you have the service through something like uber eats i don't know what they have in nigeria for that like a grubhub and stuff like that so there's uber right for deliveries but there's also gokara and there are also different kinds of food companies here that i've signed up with to okay. pick up foods but most of the people who order just come they come and pick, curbside, it up pick up themselves i just take it out to them that's it that's nice wow oh my god so um this is a big one <laughs> how has owning your business affected your family life and and i want to know because i know you said a little bit in the beginning that when you thought about going into it everybody was like good you know your health and everything but Mm -hmm. i want to know let's delve deeper into it the benefits and the downside to it okay so i'll start with the benefits the benefits of having my own business is i have more time with my kids and there's nothing like it since they started going to school someone else always took them to school or someone else was here when they would wake up my mom god bless her did a lot of that work for me for a few years. Um, But now I'm up in the morning. I speak to them before they leave. They have breakfast and all that stuff. And then I have the time to go and do what I want to do. Um, Again, my health has been great. I don't have, my blood pressure has been normal for the longest now. So that's been amazing yeah um, the other benefit to it is that i don't deal with the politics of being in an office at all 
uh, there's a there's peace of mind for me, and um, I still grow. I still delve into education, believe it or not. I still go and look at my books, take courses. When I find something interesting online, I still do that. But I have that peace. The downside for me is because the bakery hasn't fully picked up the way I want it to, I have some downtime, right? And I'm someone who always has to have something I'm doing. Something has to be happening. I have to be busy. Um, and when I'm not like that, I get to introspect too much. I'm getting in my own way because I'm thinking too many things at the same time. Uh, the other one would be, of course, you would have the strain on your finances because you don't have a steady income coming up. Uh, but that would be my biggest downside to going into business for myself. The fact that I don't have um, the steady income I had as a paid employee right now. That has been my biggest downside. But aside from that, gosh, I love what I'm doing. Oh my God. And I love the freedom it gives me. Yes. Oh. So now you said with the downside, you spend it doing. Um, with the, the downtime, you spend it doing what? You know how introverted people. Have you ever met one aside from me? Well, let me see. I don't know. I think. I mean, is it extroverted introvert? I think I'm an, oh, is it introverted extrovert? I don't know. I think it's extroverted introvert. Like, I'm very social Mm -hmm. in social environments, but I like my alone time. Like, I cherish my alone time. But I'm not the sort of person who will be in a social environment and you won't see them. So, So I don't know if that's the definition of whatever it is I was trying to say. <laughs> okay. So for me, I'm one of those people that is in a social gathering, but you don't see. Okay. See, because that's not I'll me. Because I'll meld into the background. Right. Because I'm comfortable like that. But for people, for me, it also means that I'm over analyzing everything. Ah. I take a look at something and I'm like, why did that happen? Should I have done this? And it gets in, I get in my own way. Right. You know, so that brings up also that imposter syndrome. You're not. Oh, good wow. This is, this is why your business isn't. So you, you understand what I'm saying? It, because I'm over analyzing what's happening, I'm over analyzing me and I'm looking for every little problem. And that gets in my way. So what I'm doing now is, reading you trying to change the mindset you know more introverted stuff (laughs) but it's more introverted stuff that is supposed to be helping this introverted girl to become extroverted no you'll be reading you'll be look i don't have anything against reading i think it's the best thing ever and i think everybody needs to read but that's that's more introverted stuff to me and then and this is me being you know they say you shouldn't judge i mean i don't understand what they mean by that what's judging if i'm your friend i can tell you do you understand what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and i don't think anybody's actually judging Judging. it's it's a person's opinion it's not necessarily 
fact. It's not necessarily gospel. I don't, I won't, I won't go so far as to calling it, oh, you're judging. But I think that, I think, yes, definitely. I like the idea. I love that you are a consummate educator and you're constantly educating yourself, you know, constantly getting better doing things. But I think that you should also get out there. You know, I think, I think, because you said your downtime, you're reading, your downtime, you're reading. What kind of organizations do they have there for like, um, bakeries and things like that do they have stuff like association of bakers and things like that association of bread bakers i know they have that um i know they have i think that's the only one i know that's the only one i think i know association of bread bakers Mm -hmm. and i've actually never gone for i haven't tried to join the association i haven't done any of that again so you see introverted me exactly (laughs) you see what i'm saying i don't know i I just i wish i knew which one it was extroverted introvert or introverted extrovert i don't know which one it is but um i always find it interesting when i meet people who have who who are like shy i don't i don't shy in the background type people who Mm -hmm. have these businesses that are for the peeps right (laughs) you know and and i how how well do you get along with your sister with this business i mean it sounds like you you guys are peachy you uh you enjoy working with your sister because uh we both know where we fall we're good (laughs) please is the one that is going to do the back end she will mm-hmm. be in the kitchen she will get her hands messy she can deal she's organized she can deal with the staff she can do this that's fine take care of that i can do the rest do you understand wow so our relationship works and now has it always been like this have you always been just like there hasn't been like sibling rivalry in your in my house yeah uh my mom did a great job. We have our disagreements. We do. But we are a tight-knit bunch. Oh, that's amazing. It's the kind of family that fights today. Come back in five minutes. Yes. We're friends again. Yes. But we must have the fights. <laughs> exactly. We must. It's necessary. It's necessary. Because you but have to hash it out. We hashed it out. Um, I think we had one not too long ago. Oh. Well, everybody have sorted themselves and we are falling into place. And we're all going. Exactly. We've, we understand and we've loved it. We've loved it. We grew up in a big house. I had cousins, uncles, everybody living with us. So I think that just pushed us, the main kids, closer, closer together, together. Which yeah. has helped. That's amazing. So do you have, now that we're going into, well, here in America, we have Thanksgiving before we have Christmas, but do you have like huge specials or things you do, or do you have uh, customers who come in and have special requests? Like, um, please, I want you to make this for Christmas. Um, Not so far. I haven't had anyone who's coming like that. 
Um, I don't think, I don't know that we have in Ikeja. No, we don't have such. So what, the way you say Ikeja and VI and things like that, are things um, like food and bacon and things, are they specific to areas? Like if you go to, to VI or Ikoyi, are there mm -hmm. things people want more there than when you're in Ikeja, the things people are looking for? How does, what's the dynamic when it comes to that? Sorry, Agaza. My computer was going to go off. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, in Ikeja, I think what I would say is the people in Ikeja are a little bit more, hmm, how am I going to put it? VI people are bougie. Ikeja people are down to earth. So what makes us happy in Ikeja is you have a fairly good meal. It's not so expensive, right? Because they would say, um, like apple pies now, people can come and think, really? Why are you making us apple pie? Is there no in Ikeja? Uh, is there no meat? Is meat pie finished in the country? <laughs> are we done start? with meat pie as country? Are we done? What is this one that we are doing? What is this <laughs> Are you serious? You know, um, so you do have meat pies and sausage roll and scotch. Yeah, if you, you ask me for them, if you ask me for that, I'll make it for you. That's not a problem, you know. But I'm trying to like say, do try something different. <laughs> but you're a Kenya because I say, please, auntie, for your pocket, give me the hey, meat pie. You know, those kind of people, uh -huh, that's who we are in Ikeja. But I still have people who are in Ikeja who are willing to try. An apple pie. Like, I know someone just made an order for her husband for an apple pie and um, a shepherd's pie. That That's what he wants. And I'm like, great, that works. So I have those people that do that. And VI people, like I said, they are uh, bougie Lagos people. They're the ASO. You know how we used to call them in QC? <laughs> ASO people. That's who they are. Those are our sorted. But that's your that's your niche. That's that's what you want to do. So do you have plans on expanding? Eventually, yes. Um, once we are fully up and running, one of my plans is to have the pies packaged and put in freezers so that people can get them, buy them, eat them, bake them for themselves. They will be just made frozen. All you have to do is put them in oven make it for yourself and have it and then expand out onto the island but otherwise um expansions are part of our plans those are what we would like what about um actually having a storefront i have dreams in my head <laughs> of having a storefront eventually mm -hmm. i would really like one like I said, on my end of Adene Jones, because I live on Adene Jones, um, we probably have one cafe on the whole of Adene Jones. We have fast, we have, we don't have that many things here on this side of my Ikeja. And to have a storefront would mean that I would have a cafe, which is something I think we do need to eventually have a cafe that people can go into, have a nice cup of coffee, uh, or a cup of tea, if that's what they want, yeah. with a few, say, 
things that they can eat it with. Yes. Yeah. So I, every time I drive down, there's a little, there's a building I see and I'm like, oh, that's such a beautiful building yeah. to have a storefront. Tough so run. yes, it's in, it's in my head. I, I do want to have a storefront eventually so that I would do that. So right now, how do people find you? Uh, Facebook, mm-hmm. word of mouth. Um, do you Instagram. have a way of measuring, like the, do you have the analytics of it all? How do you know who is bringing in the customers? Uh, no analytics for now. None. I haven't delved into that at all. Um, but sometimes when I do put things like do a blast on WhatsApp mm-hmm. and I get someone in from WhatsApp, mm-hmm. um, someone, but really word of mouth has been the best way. So, um, I have this neighbor that I made, um, a focaccia bread for, and she was like, okay, that's great. I'm going to tell everybody I know about you now. And she's done that. And I've had customers come through her yeah. into the bakery for that. Um, so word of mouth has been my best um, source of new customers. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm going to ask you a really good question. Okay. Do you feel fulfilled? Hmm. Yay, we had to exhale on that one. Do I feel fulfilled? I would say I do 80% of the time. I um, enjoy, really enjoy sitting in the bakery, coming up with things, um, trying things out, calling my brother, hey, you come, can you, what's the... What end notes do you see or do you taste in this? Have yeah. I put something too much or what do you think? And um, we discuss all that. Um, I'm fulfilled when I see my kids and they can come to me, sit with me. Oh, mom, this is what happens in school today. Or, you know, we can have discussions what I couldn't do with them Before. three years ago. Yeah. You know, so that has been fulfilled. Um, the 20% that's missing is... Just me waiting for my business to get in high gear. Yes. That's the 20%. There's always that anxiety. Yeah. And that's expected, yes. Other than that, yes. I do not regret moving from paid employment to being an entrepreneur. That's fantastic. I do not regret it. I don't regret it at all. That is fantastic. Wow. This is so good. This is really, really good. Um. What do you like to do for fun, Miss Introvert? It's another introverted thing, now. <laughs> you know, I taught um, computer games, but the phone type, right? Those are my go-tos. And I watch movies a lot. I love movies, movies. But do you watch it from the comfort of your house or do you actually go to the cinema? Um, when my husband and I first got married, we had... Dating and how long have you been married day. for? 20 years. Yes. Wow. So we would go when to the I grew cinema. up, I want to be like you. 
Don't worry, y'all. Y'all know me. I'm on my way. <laughs> y'all know me, man. Don't worry. Uh, we would go to the cinemas a lot when we first got married. Again, me, I used children as an excuse after I had them to sit at home and then work. Um, but now both of us actually just sit at home, watch a nice movie on TV, and that's it. But I watch, I love watching movies. Okay, so now you know your own B, Mrs. S. We're gonna get into the Mr. and Mrs. type questions. We've got yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Because you said you've been married for 20 years, and I tell you, mm -hmm. that is amazing. I love hearing that. 20 years is a long time to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. People are like, wait, 20 years? That's a whole person who's about to get married. Yep. How has it been? I mean, we've talked about how your family and your husband have, they've been supportive of you moving from here to here, this, that, and the other. That's amazing. Let's talk about the personal, the husband and wife situation. How has it been since day one to now as a unit? Um, it's been, okay, so you know how you start young love, everybody's mushy cushy at the beginning. We actually managed to keep that going for a long time. Fantastic. We both decided not to have kids early. So we waited about five years before we had our first. Oh, wow. Um, so that, because. Was there pressure enough, from family here, yeah. family here, family here? <laughs> I'm sure there you was. No, but my husband, God bless him. He dealt with his family. So if they would come to ask me, you know, like how you have a family get together and I'm helping in the kitchen. And one auntie just sneaks in and says, oh, so when are we having our baby? I cook my answer. You know what I tell them? Go and ask your son. He's outside. <laughs> oh. And when I answer like that, they look at me and I'm like, hey, this girl, what kind of answer is this one? Because they can't go and ask him. No. They won't ask him. So that just staved that for me. Yes. So, so that when we told them we were pregnant the first time, they were like, are you joking? Are you serious? Really? And I was like, yeah, we are expecting. You know, it gave them something to think about. Um, so he is the kind of guy that says, this is what I want. And that's the direction that we're going to. Um he is almost as introverted as me. No, he's wow. like you. No, okay. actually, he's an introvert, extrovert, or extrovert, introvert. Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah, okay. but like that's me. the combination he yes. is like you. Because I, I just... Person, he's alive. Good. But when he's at home, he's... Quiet time. Quiet yes. and just wants to be with his family kind of guy. And the introvert, introvert. He's extrovert, introvert. Okay. Um, have we had any... Like every married couple, you have your clashes over certain things. And uh, let's talk about me how, and how one do you that handle can hold a grudge. Eh? Really? I'm an I don't see that. You know, I still, again, I, I still don't see it, that though. Maybe not a grudge, but then I can again overanalyze. Why did he talk to me like that? What would bring that about? And then I'm thinking and ruminating. And for him, he's like. I thought we ended this matter five seconds ago. I thought we asked it. I thought it was done. I'm sorry. 
can we move on? And it might take me maybe a day to totally get it Are off. Are you serious? Yeah, because it's stuck in my brain. What happened? What I have to like tell myself, let it go. Um, it has. I have to verbally say it to myself. It's done. Let it go. Shake it off. Go. Leave it. Because otherwise, my brain just keeps going back to the circumstance. Hmm. Could you have done something better? Or was there a reason why this? So I'm analyzing and analyzing, and it's just sitting there. So I've learned now to like just. He said he's sorry. I say I'm sorry. We you move, move on. Right along. Right. So do you find yeah, that communication right was a big thing or is a big thing in your marriage in sorting these things out? So, so let me, let me, let me um explain what I'm trying to say. Like you have issues, right? You have a problem. Do you find, let's sit down and talk about mm -hmm. it, solves it, or I'm sorry. And then you never talk about it and you move on, which, what, which, what is your way of, solving conflict the problems okay so for us we um sit down i usually am the one that says okay i want to talk about this this happened yes, yes. and i don't think i like what happened and mm -hmm. i pull it i try to pull it apart um he listens and then he says he's sorry and then we try and find a solution. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want, I'm sorry. I just mm. want a solution. Every what time, is this? sorry, How sorry. How could we have solved this mm. better, you know? <laughs> you know? And I've come to realize after 20 years that um, my husband just likes to, okay, I hear you say you don't like this. I get that you don't like this. I won't do this again, or I will try and avoid a situation that brings this up. Can we just move forward, please? I don't want to spend all my time talking about it. We've agreed that there's something wrong. Yes. So, Auntie, let's go. Make okay. we let's move on. Move along, you know. Um, and that's me getting to understand that has kind of reduced the amount of overthinking that I do because it took me a while to get it, but I got it eventually. That that's how he is. And um, he's not going to change anytime soon. So that's fine. I've come to deal with that. I have, I talk. It's like, I tell my BDD every time, you're not going to say you didn't know. That's, not, that's never going to come out of your mouth. No. Because you hear it. Yeah. I told you, you know. And I think I hear you when you say, when you, you know, you say your husband says the ad nauseum of it all is not what I want, you know, mm. but I, which I guess is where I get that introvert part, the, the mm -hmm. analyzing things, just like you saying, why did he do that? And I do that because I always want to understand for me, it's the understanding yeah. of it all. I want to know why you, why did it happened. Yeah. Because wait, what did you just do now? Or what did you just say now? I always want to do it. And I'm like, let's sit down and talk. And I find, I, I love communication. And I don't know if this is the difference between men and women. Men don't like to talk. Mm -mm. 
it's too much tautology. I don't want it's, it's too much. Which I appreciate because I don't want a man arguing with me like a woman. That's not cute. I don't want that. But mm -hmm. I'm not talking about arguing. I'm talking about having proper conversations where, yes, you say something, I say something, we both understand. And men don't even want to do that. Most men, anyway, don't even want to do that. So I find I, I'm the one championing the conversation all the time. That happens here as well. And um, which day was it? I think it was this week. I wanted us to talk about something. I find that if I introduce the subject on Monday and I leave it, give him a day on Wednesday. Um, do you remember what I was talking about on Monday? Can we talk about it again? Can we get to the discussion? <laughs> mm, you know, and then he's like, okay, what were we saying? Okay, this was what I said. And I talk, I lay my points out. This is how, and he's like, oh, okay. And we can have that discussion, but he doesn't want to do it all in one space so i say we start take a break i come back again take a break and then we finish the matter and i oh. think it's a lot of men tend to do that they tend to like not want to talk um they say they see what you're talking about and they understand it but i think for someone like me I need to know that we have talked about it. I need us to, it's like me wanting to hear myself think and I need a sounding board. Yeah. So listen to me. Right. Just hear me out. And then if I'm going in a direction you don't think we should go in, you nudge me back in, but let me know that we've had this conversation so that when I ask you about it in future, you will say, oh, you can't say, like you said, yeah, you didn't you hear didn't about know. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I think that that's a good take because I don't, I don't want to have two or three days of conversation. So mm. if it takes the whole day to have the conversation, we're going to have the conversation. And, and I don't want a repeat of what we talked about because mm -hmm. I'll be the first person to say, well, didn't we just talk about that? Because I'm not sure where this is Why we're talking about it yeah, again. Yeah. So I like to, I want to have a conversation and I want it solved in that little moment right there. Mm. And then we move on. move on. That's that's what I want to do. And and my husband sometimes just doesn't want to talk. He's just, he, no, I, okay. You know, and I'm like, no, because you're not giving me the, the I don't feel like you understand what I'm saying. It's, it's like you hear me. <laughs> it's like, guy. <laughs> Can we just discuss this exactly? Exactly. Kind of like I said, but I've heard you. What else should we say about it? So, did you notice a difference in the first five years of no children to now the children are here? What changed? Uh, I changed. Oh. Um. So, first five years was just both of us. I could do whatever I wanted. He was there, you know, that would, we would, we could, I mean, I had no excuse. Mm -hmm. Let me put it like that, to not want to do things. When the kids came, they gave me an excuse not to want to do things. Um, really? Because my, yeah, because, I mean, I leave home at five. I come home about 4.35. So for 12 hours, I haven't seen my daughter who was first. 
when I come home, she's, I have to bond with her, stay with her because she's been bonding with my mom, not me. Oh, yeah. um, do you understand? So it was them I would do, I would spend my time with her. And then uh, that just built up when you had a second one. We try to still do things. So maybe take a trip together or do one or two things without the children, send the children. When my sister was still here, because she's in the States now, I used to send my kids off to her house on the weekend. Okay, Be exactly. Gone. Go away. And you didn't feel any guilt about it? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. No, 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 yeah. no, no guilt whatsoever. Exactly. None. Please be going. It's my husband and I's time now. Mm -hmm. That's fine. You know, um, but now that she's gone, my junior sister has young kids. There's no need to add my own children to our own children and just confuse her matter. So that little avenue is not here, but I'm fine. I'm going to find different ways. I'm, I'm on the case. Good, but that's what that's what's changed really. Being able to spend more time together, yes, is what's changed in those years. What is your so you know what I do with my BDD? We grade every year of our marriage. In fact, okay. I said I'm gonna start getting trophies, you know. <laughs> we grade every year of our marriage um because we just had our anniversary yeah. and i i find yeah. that salt lake each, city yeah salt lake city it was spoon season honey so every year is getting better and better and better and better and sometimes i sit down and i'm like am i in dreamland you know like I'm not, and then again, first of all, I'm not even sitting out here trying to say marriage isn't difficult or is not tough because we got married in that first year. There was so much that went on. I mean, I haven't even, I can't even, I don't even want to think about it. There was so much within the time when we started dating to the time that we got married. So when I say the heaviest things like people have to deal with, we both experienced yeah. it. He, on his side, on my side, we got married. On our side, everything was, it was just so heavy on us. And when we weathered that storm, when we, when we crossed, when we uh, crossed, crossed that threshold of difficulty, and I looked mm. at him and he looked at me and I said, we did it. I can't believe it. And then year two, year three, I was like, oh my God, this is like, for real, for real, forever. Exactly. I was like, I mean, so I feel that way. I look at my husband sometimes and I'm just like, I love this man. You know, he's so amazing. I look forward to the next year with him. You know, do you find yourself doing that? Like you're already planning. Hey, here's what we're going to do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I see him every day and this is how I feel. I'm just excited because I'm like, we did that. We overcame that. It was hard, you know, mm -hmm. and I look forward to it. And, and do you find that you do that as well? Like you're already planning out your next 20 years with your husband. Like you, you already, like, you don't see any, 
anyone else but him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, funny that you asked. So this week in one of our conversations, I was like, you know that our daughter is writing her IGCSEs this year. And I'm like, you know she's going to go to university soon. So we are becoming empty nesters. What are, we, what are we going to do? What are, what is what's next? What are we planning? How are those years going to be? You know. And he was looking at me like, "Are you sure she's going already?" I'm like, mm, "She's she's she's close. We're almost there." So yes, I do find that I look at him sometimes, and I'm thinking, "Okay, so what's next with this man? What's our next adventure?" And our next big thing is they're going to, she's going to university, he's going to secondary school. Um, we're going to be at home. What are the plans? What are we doing? How right. are we rolling this next few years? Um, right. Those are the things that I'm thinking about now. Yeah. And hinting. What's up? <laughs> I know. Oh my God, this was so fun. Um, for those of you who are listening, if you have questions um, or you want to join the live stream, let me share the link. You can come on. I can bring you on and you can share your your uh, thoughts. And then, Bonnie, if you don't mind, can you put your address on there where people can find you, phone number, things, uh, can, can contact you and how they can reach you while we we wait to see uh, if, if we have anybody coming in with questions? And so, okay, so your son is is uh, going into secondary school. You're opting mm -hmm. for boarding house or he's going to be a day student? Oh, he's going to be a day student. Boarding house in Nigeria is not the same as when we were in school. No, no. Even then, even then. I don't do that. <laughs> yes, so that's cool. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. And just... Uh, put the link there um sorry the yeah. address and phone address. number there yeah people can come in uh know how to reach you so savory pies you know here they call pizzas pies as well mm. do you make pizzas uh for the kids to eat yes but i haven't made them to sell you know okay so when i make pizzas i just make pizzas at home mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for them to eat I don't know. Is that a big because thing in Nigeria? Do people like pizzas in Nigeria? Domino's has taken over. They rule. Really? They have yeah. Domino's? We have Domino's. Uh-uh. It's true. And they have KFC, Abby? We have KFC. We have Cold Stone. We have uh. all them people. Ooh. You know Nigeria's like food, right? Ah. You are telling you number one foodie... <laughs> foodie uh, uh did you put your address on there yeah can you see it i don't see it on the chat yeah i don't see it on the chat hmm. okay uh 
I did. I'll try again. So I'm going to put that in. So we have Tammy says, great conversation. Yes, it is absolutely a great conversation. Uh, I was hoping, hoping more people will come on and um, ask Bolanli, pick her brain about different things, especially this whole idea of starting bus uh, business in Nigeria that just seems like um, a tough uh, a tough task. Yeah. It's a tough task. A tough task. I mean, but you, you you stand someone out, <laughs> so you you were just sitting and waiting, sitting for... and waiting, but even be waiting. You know, for businesses in Nigeria, you have so many things to deal with, but I think our biggest issue is light. That's our biggest issue. So on the days when Nepal is crazy, they decide they don't want to give you light. You have to generate your own power, and then. The petrol people now say, okay, you know what? We've decided we're not selling petrol today. So you can't even power your gym. Or diesel has become an astronomical price. And you're like, what, what, what's the problem? Do you understand? What's the problem? Um, and, I, and I'm thinking, you, you use a lot of power. I mean, for baking and things like that. So I can imagine how much of an exorbitant cost that will be for you just running it, that bakery. It is an overhead that I don't even want to think about. But it's not just that, it's the ingredients. So you want to do right by your customers and give them the very best ingredients. Exactly. And every time you go, you can buy in bulk once and the price is like this. And in your mind, those are your projections for the next time you want to buy. And then you call your um, supplier and they're like, it's either we don't have or the price has almost doubled. Wow. And you're thinking, uh, who? Huh? what is going on? Those are the main things that drive businesses under in Nigeria. It's the uncertainty of our of our nation. Wow. That is that is the biggest thing. Biggest. It is hard. Can you see the address and phone number now? No, it's not showing. Yeah. And then for those of you for for uh, my hashtag smooners, my smooners, uh, listeners. I have posted links on there. Feel free to click on the link if you want to come on the live show. And if you have a question that you want to ask, Bonanli, or if you just have a comment that you want to share, okay. uh, click uh, on the link. Let me see if I can put it on Facebook. Yeah, if you, if you can put it on Facebook directly or mm. you can send it to me and I'll, I'll uh, copy and paste it. So I'll just try to put this in. Yeah, it's not showing up in the comments. You yeah. uh, send it to me on WhatsApp and then I'll okay. copy and paste it in the comments. Sure. So um are a big thing. Um so you see how your parents thought, oh, Ali's going to be a doctor. Right. What's your idea for your children? What what do you have expectations on them? Do you feel like I want you to be this? I want you to be this. You will do it because I'm telling you to do it. Or do you feel like decide for yourself what you want to do? Not so much. 
you know, because I'm a teacher, first and foremost, I know that you shouldn't do that. Um, but my first child is, um, I look at her sometimes and I think, oh, you're going to be a lawyer. I can just tell. I can see it in you. So when she was choosing her subjects for IGC, that's all I said to her. I didn't say you must be a lawyer. I just said, I think you're going to be a lawyer. When she was choosing her subjects, she just went round about and chose something else. I said, fine, what do you want to be? She said she wants to go into fashion. I said, great, I like that, if that's what you want. Um, these are the things you're going to need. And we talked about it, she chose. So um, during the month, we were having a conversation. I said to me, can I do law? I said, I'm sorry, what? That's amazing. Why, why are you asking me that? I thought I said, I thought you were going to do law and you said no. She said, yes, mommy, because you said it. So I wasn't planning to do what you said I should do. I said, but I didn't uh, say you should do it. <laughs> These children of nowadays. I didn't say you should do see. it. I just mentioned it, that I thought you would make a good lawyer. I said, well, you mentioned it, so I chose not to. Ha. I said, fine, but you see, the way you are now, you have, you have locked in your choices for IGCSE, so you're kind of stuck. Do what you have said you would do, and that's fine. So um, I try not to tell them what to do, because even if I do, they will not listen. They will choose what they want to do. And I think that's what we should be encouraging. What I tell parents is don't ask them what they want to do. Try and find out what problem they want to solve because then they will be working towards their passion. It has to be something that they're passionate about for them to have satisfaction from it eventually. If it's something that you force them into, there'll be resentment there. They will not be happy at all. So um, don't do that. So your parents didn't force you they mentioned it. That's all they did. My dad, if they were going to force me, they would have. I had an uncle who probably till today um, calls me my doctor. And I'm thinking in my head, uh, uncle, that ship has sailed a long time ago. A long time ago. But my parents never, they never told us what to study. All they wanted was that you get an education. That was all my father was about. Oh, wow get an education whatever it is get an education i just need my children to be educated that's it but what if they say they don't want to go to university maybe well, easy where how Eight what will you house. do my kids really? yes well, what will they you know. do they know I'm if like they say dad. I want to be the new whiz kid, what is it? I don't want to go to university. You say no. Please be the new whiz kid after <laughs> you have finished getting yourself an education. I don't, I'm not requiring anything of you except a BSc in okay. any subject. I'm not bending you. I'm not saying you have to study law or you have to study medicine. No. Choose, if you want to be whiz kid, study music. Study business of music. Right. Get yourself some information. Know what exactly is expected of you. And then feel free to do what you need to do. But that first degree is a, it's a normal oh. thing. 
I didn't know Whiskey went to university. Sorry. Whiskey, see, Whiskey is a superstar. See? That's my favorite. It's important. <laughs> okay, if they want to be the new Whiskey without the university, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> yes, I think that's a that's um great wife, great mother, great baker. Please, what are you not good at? Um, this am I not good at having a healthy opinion of me is something Aww. I'm not good at. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are your thoughts on, this is good that you said that, this is good that you mentioned that. Here in America, a lot of people think that um, mental illness is not talked about enough. People don't talk about they don't see mental illness as an, an illness. illness yes mm -hmm. and i think it's probably 10 times worse in nigeria because at least mm -hmm. here they have you know people actually have healthy let me go and talk to somebody this and the other i i i came to terms with my mental state a long time ago and i and i realized how what's in here controls the entire body whether mm. you like it or not well, and if yeah. your if your head isn't right nothing else is right so now saying that you don't have a healthy opinion you know mm. of yourself how are you dealing with that what are you doing okay so to counter that i think it started first with um body shaming when I was younger, because I've always been on the big side. And um, for my- Where were you getting <clears throat> the body shaming from? What was body shaming you? Do you have, I had uncles and um, my name was Fatso. Stop Fatso it. Are you no, serious? No. Yeah, yeah. So they had different names for me. Um, but you know, you in then I was just like, whatever. It's what you're calling me. You know, and then sometimes... But did you but, internalize it? Did it affect course. you then? Okay. Of course it did. Okay. And that's why um, then at a point I stopped wearing dresses because I thought dresses really looked, made me look fat. So I would not wear dresses. I wore, most all my life in university, I wore, I wore a pair of jeans and a t-shirt, something. It was never a proper dress. I didn't have dresses for the longest time. Um, and then... I would do go from one fat diet to the next fat diet just so that I would not be fat. And um, now, after listening to different preachers, um, learning the word of God, getting better in my relationship with God, I know that my body is mine and I need to love my body for what it is because I mean, it's kept me, I'm here, I'm, I have to look after it, but I don't have to be skinny for me to be loved. That's one thing I have now come to realize. It took me a while to realize it, but I have finally realized it and I'm happy with who I am. Um, what I've also realized is being off that Threadmill or the rat race that we are in in Lagos, 
has allowed me to catch up on my sleep, which has kept my weight steady. I'm not rising and falling like I used to. I'm losing weight, but I'm losing it steadily. And I'm not yeah, doing so anything. I can't believe that you're saying this because it was like the reverse for me. I was like, bonga fish. So, okay. you know, that's what I would be called. Bonga fish. <laughs> Yeah. I was so looking forward to putting on weight. Now I'm begging for the weight to go. Please go weight. Please go weight. But you know, I was, I was so skinny, you know. And that was the thing. It was like I was, I was, and and it's funny you're calling it body shaming. I didn't think of it as that. I just thought, you know, Nigeria everybody has bad mouths. So I was like, <laughs> you know, and I kept, I kept on moving. You know, okay, good, thank you, but. Actually, now that I think about it, maybe that's part of why I wanted so much to but gain right. weight. Mm -hmm. Yes, actually, <laughs> that is it. Ah, see how skinny you are. See how this. I was feeling like you know, but at the same time, I was like, ah, when I gain these weights, ah, ah, what is it? And I started gaining weight, and I loved it. So I see. Um, now it's an issue. Who knew that uh, old age would? teach you a lesson old age will say oh you want to be fat okay come on <laughs> take this and enjoy it <laughs> enjoy it <laughs> oh my god and what are the other issues <laughs> um i think that has always been my um, biggest issue really and i as i said it's also yeah because you know when you have that it eats into your self-confidence. So that messes up your self-confidence. Being a teacher helped me stand in front of people, talk yes. to people. Mm. Um, so I was able to conquer that and be able to talk to, once I'm in my comfort zone of teaching or talking about education, I can talk from now to tomorrow, believe it or not. Um, but it deals with your self-confidence. Again, that's, and then, Having a husband who looks at you and says, but you're beautiful. You're sexy. I'm admitting yeah. every day. But this is the, this is the way I like. like if you lose too much weight, if I catch you, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, he looks at you and tells you sincerely that you are beautiful to me. I love you the way you are. Don't think about anybody. And he buys you clothes that just make you feel like, oh, oh, wow. Okay. Mm. All right. You know, that, that <laughs> helps. It helps build you. Mm. It helps build you up. It helps you feel good. And, so you're um, saying it was just your your relationship with God. Did you ever talk to a therapist? Was there someone you felt? No. Okay. Um, okay. You know, if I'm being honest, talking to therapists in Nigeria still have, carries a big stigma with it. And um, I don't think it ever crossed my mind. What I would there to would be my sisters. They'd be like my therapists. Yes. I would go and yes. I would sit and I would yes. cry and I would talk and they'd come around and they'd be like, okay, no, if we do it this way or we do it this way, how about you read this book? This book helped me. So having that kind of support is always so important. People that you can just pour your heart out to. Yes. Um, again, I don't have friends that I would sit and talk to. And I was telling my husband the other day, it is bad. I shouldn't be like that. I really shouldn't be like that. My daughter pointed it out to me. I oh, said, wow. Mm -mm, Wait, what did she mm. say? She said, mommy, I'm not going to be like you. 
I'm gonna have friends. And I'm like, good girl, go for it. Don't be like me. But that was what she said. Kids. Like, but you know, you know that program kids say the darndest thing. Mm -hmm. It is so true. It is the truth. They see it, they just say it as it is. As it is. So when she like, said it, did it shock you? Do you were you like, hey. wait, what? I was like, Jesus. <laughs> hey. You know how evil women will say, what I that is when more we were having such a serious conversation. I couldn't let her see that. See, yes. That bounced me. And yes. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I get it. You should have friends. And I went on and I talked about when you have friends, what I want from you is if you're going out, just tell me where you're going, really, because it's a safety issue for me. I need to know where you are at any point in time. And that's it. And um, that was the conversation we had. And when she left, I sat and I thought about my life. And I no. said, <laughs> You see your life? Hey. Mm -mm -mm. But really, that's what it is. So having people around to talk to is always so important. Even if you don't have a therapist, just someone that you can share your pains with. You know, so like you a problem that, shared is a problem solved. Do you think that your choice or your decision... Um, not to have friends aside from you being shy or being an introvert was just you don't trust people yes, and if that you, is if that is it what what brought that on it's not a matter of you know before we started this program we talked about the programming that parents do to mm -hmm. their children that's true that's another programming that i received again um i my mom shared experiences that she had with people, friends, people she thought were friends who betrayed her and all that. And then she would say, don't do this. Or if you tell her you want to go out, say, people are going out again. Where are you going? Who's looking Where are you, you going? going? Mm. Okay. Who's looking Why is it always you, you going? Mm. You know, that kind of thing. And for me, who internalizes a lot of these things, it just stayed stuck with me. So I'm like, hmm. Who's looking for me? Nobody. Please, let me sit down inside my house. This is and that's it. interesting that your parents, your mom was doing that. You you were like, you held on to that. but I absorbed it like how, a sponge. How is it that the cycle broke? Your daughter said to you, no, 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 no. This is not going to be me. How? So were you not having the same conversations your mom had with you? Mm -mm. With your daughter? Mm -mm, because I realized that those conversations she had with me made me who I am. And to break that, I need to end those conversations. Those mm. conversations should not go to the next generation. Except I want to say exactly what I'm seeing in me right. in that generation. So no, that did not happen. You want to go? Where are you going? Okay, your daddy will drop you. When he's coming to pick you, he will call you. Bye-bye. Wow. That's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing what listening, the, you know how it's so, we don't think anything of it when it's happening, but we are conditioned by the things that have happened in our past. Absolutely. And if we are not looking for those things, we don't realize that that's what has happened. Yes. 
we don't realize it. It's amazing. So when she said that to me, I, I had to go back and think, okay, so how did I truly and really get into this position? And I started to just go through things. And you know, when you're reading all these mindset books, you now start going, okay, so what are these hidden mindsets that I have? And you're finding all these things and looking for them, trying to just sort them out easily. Okay. So you have, you realized the problem. Mm. Okay. And then your daughter has hit you with the <laughs> with the brick. With the with the with the ah, ah it's not gonna be me. So now do you feel I'm at a, at an age where this has been me all my life, so I'm just gonna stay in this in this state, even though I recognize what the issues are, or do you feel like I recognize the issues and now I'm changing? What are you doing? Uh right now, honestly. Um, I recognize the issues. I'm scared of changing it because who would I change it with? Um, would I be able to reintroduce myself into a group of friends that I don't, I haven't seen, I haven't talked to, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so again, for someone like me, it's not reintroducing, Bongani. You're not saying. What would you call it? The last time I saw it's like, hello. anybody was that time we had the XOG reunion. Um, reunion. That was the last time. Corrida, I would see before I stopped work because I would see her on the island. Her son was in my school. Um, so I saw her on a regular. Jumoke, maybe when I went to the clinic she would be there and I would see her. But that's it. Do you understand? And it wasn't, it's something that needs, I know I need to work on it. I know that. And I'm hoping the opportunities arise for me to be able to do that because I do need to be better. I know that I need to do better. So, yeah, so... I hear you, and it sounds as if you feel like, how do I start it? Yeah. What do you think you need to do to start it? Um, the next time we have something, maybe go out. Somebody. But do you think maybe pick, how about picking up, pick the, up the phone? phone. And calling somebody. Yes. Have you tried nice. that? No, not yet. Not yet. Are you afraid to try that? In a way. What do you think is the objection? Or what do you, what, what's the fear? What's stopping you from doing that? Listen, I, and I get what you're saying. Cause I mm. remember I, many, a few years ago. I had a friend that I've known. So I said at least 37 years, we've known each other. Maybe this one, I've known her for at least since we were babies. Ooh. And we left QC and I hadn't seen her in a long time. And and I I had dreams about her. Like all of a sudden I was having, mm -hmm. and my dreams are, are you know, to, either they foretell something that's going to happen or yeah. something's already happened. 
because I, I I hardly ever have dreams, and when I have dreams, it's like something is about to happen. So I I, I searched high and low, high and low, high and low, looking for her because I wanted to talk to her and just I haven't talked to you like forever. What's going on? And when I finally found her number and I called her, it was a very cold reception. Mm. It was very cold. It was like, what do you want? <laughs> That's oh. reception. And I think I could have been like, really, you know, and then I think that could have been like, you see, good for you. You see your life. You went to go oh. and look for somebody that wasn't checking for you. I could have been like that. And, and I could have been like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. But I wanted to know how my friend was doing. I was concerned about her. And I don't think that it's a must that you must talk to everybody, everybody. everybody yeah. I don't know who is like that. Everybody has something they're doing, they're doing yeah. you know, but I think it's key. I think it's important to check in on your friends. Even the ones that you think, ah, they've got it together. They sometimes, that phone call from you helps. So I, what am I saying this? I'm saying I understand the trepidation. Ah, mm -hmm. If I call at this person, this person is like, what do you want? Just like what I receive. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the first step. Okay. That's the first step. You can always call me. What is it? <laughs> you can always call me, you know? And I, I think a lot of people think they're, they've reached a certain age, they're set in their ways. It's not going to change. We are always changing. We are always evolving. We're yeah. always looking to be better versions of ourselves. I think somebody, people who just don't, you know, sometimes people are like, ah, you never change. Actually, I have, you know? And I think when they say that, I think the good the, the good parts of myself or the, the parts that make me feel good, I'm mm -hmm. not going to change them because they don't need changing. Yeah. But there are parts of myself that I feel, hey, let's work on this. Let's do better. Oh, it looks like some people have been... Oh, I see the messages. They were going to private chat. That's why I didn't see it. Okay. All right. Um. So, yes. Any... Wow. We have a nice... Uh, audience, you guys, uh, do you have any questions for Bolanle? She's here, she's ready for your questions. Um, do you have special re requests? Like, what pies would you like to see her bake? <laughs> I mean, feel free to ask the questions. You can click on the link that I sent. Um, if you want to come on the live chat, um. Yeah, we're going to be rounding up pretty soon. So what else, um, what are your expectations going forward? Uh, whether it's family life with your children, especially the business, what do you hope to see? What do you hope to accomplish going forward? Okay, um, with family, uh, just for my kids to be healthy, continue to stay well. Uh, my husband, hey, you know, for the friendship to continue to grow. For my business, um, to have a stronger presence in Ikeja and then be able to expand out. Um, Ikeja said they don't want apple pie. 
they will eh, they will want it though. They will eat it. They have to learn. They have to learn. It, it might take them some time, but they have to learn how to enjoy such things because apple pies are just yummy. Delicious. Oh, oh my God. Uh -uh. Um, so um, to be able to expand out from there is something that I would like to do. It's top of my mind. And get pies in supermarket freezers. Yes. Oh, yes. I didn't even ask you about that. What's yes. the idea about that? Um, okay, so for that to happen, I have been looking at the NAFDAQ rules because mm -hmm. um, they have to come check out the bakery that everything's up to snuff, then make pies for them to be able to test the product. But it's a long process again. Um, but that's what I want to do. So I've started looking into that process to see how I'm going to wade through that particular process. Yes. Oh my God, um, that's perfect. So that's I mean, it. that's... That's what I want to do, to be able to go to the supermarkets and just do that and um, be okay. Do you okay? <laughs> but yeah, that's nice. Oh my God. I'm so very happy we got to do this. I've yes. been... I'm dropping it's things. Really nice. I've been... I've been saying, when I remember seeing Pico Baker, I said, ah, we have another baker in XOG. What? Yeah. You know, True. I love the name. Um, and I was like, you know, why why haven't we seen more of this? Why aren't we hearing about this? And I, and then to hear the transition that, oh, you were doing this and you decided to go, I don't care where you are in the world, deciding to give up a steady stream of income to actually use your the, the income you have to put into something for yourself. It's a huge undertaking. And I think mm. that to be able to sit down, put a plan together and execute is a wonderful thing. And it's very impressive. I don't care what it is. And that's why I said, look, I need to talk to you. I, and Let's hear about this. It's amazing. I love people who who care about their soul. You mm. know, they want a better quality of life. And to know that you said to yourself, this high blood pressure to drive to VI, when I can be in my own environment, doing what I love, I'm staying healthy. It's amazing. And kudos to you. This is why I say Thank I have you. the most interesting friends ever. I'm so happy we got to do this. Um, ooh, apple pie, sure, uh, yummy. Yeah. Oh, we have a, a comment. As per registration with NAVDAG, you can get a consultant to do the registration for you. They will fast track the process. Usually there's staff or XF. Wow. Thank there you, you go. Cheryl. There you go. So this is good. So basically, it'll go on there. But then what about the packaging and all of that? Is that something you, you have to do yourself? Or is it based on the shop where you're going to be selling? No, that would be me. I would come up with the packaging just to make sure that it's waterproof so that when it's in the freezer, it doesn't affect the pies yes. and all that stuff. So that would be me. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Um, so you, does anyone have, <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of comments coming on here. Mostly people are saying hi. 
Um, Sean, thank you so much for the uh, suggestion. Do we have, does anyone have a specific question uh, for Balanli regarding the, the bakery and starting the business or anything like that? Let's let's hear any any part of the conversation that uh, you thought was interesting. Do you want to ask? We're gonna we're gonna start wrapping up in a little bit. Traveling. What do you think about traveling? Do you like to travel? You do. I hate being on the plane, but I love to travel. Are you serious? That's my favorite part of the whole I guess, thing. I get sick. Really. You know, what I hear about people who get air sick, seasick, car sick. I had a cousin who was just in the car. She, she couldn't. I was like, how how does that happen? I love that's In fact, that's the best place for sleep for me. Once I get on the plane, that's lights all out. I can. If I lights don't out. watch a movie, I need to sleep. Because if I'm awake, all that just little. Are you serious? Yeah. And I and I, I don't want to sit down. Like thank God, my husband and I. So B, my BDD and I were traveling all the time. So of course he's beside me, and I take the window. I don't want to sit down next to someone who's going to be chatting. And you know, you sit down on the plane, and somebody's like, "Don't talk they to me." Have questions all through, and I'm like, I don't even understand why you don't understand how this works. Keep to your seat. Let me mind my business. Oh my God. So where's uh tell me one fun place you've been that I love. You absolutely love. Uh I enjoyed going to Kenya. Oh, really? I wasn't yeah. expecting you to say that. Kenya. Yes. Wow. Kenya. What is it about Kenya? You know how you go to England during spring and it's nice and cool. Mm -hmm. Kenya is like that. You're in Africa, but it's still nice. It's cool. The people are friendly. Oh, and, yes. Um, yes, yes. Kenyans, that's one thing I, that, that, is, that Kenyans that are is, yeah. friendly. That is nice. Yes. That is nice. Do you do safaris so, when you go? Uh, no, because my husband don't like such stuff. <laughs> no. No safari. No, no safari. But mm. really, if I... All my travels... Um, well, most of my travels, I always just had conferences that I had to go to. And then um, that would be where I would go to. So I would just not go for the safari. No. But, yeah. I could wander the city. I can walk up and down. Window but no shop safari. And but no safari. Okay. All right. So it doesn't look like we're having any questions. Uh, Mbalani, at Pico Bakery, is this your Instagram handle? Or... Yes, ma'am. Okay. So let me type it in. Instagram. You put up photos of all your delicious pies mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yep, yep, yep. And you're also on Facebook. Yes, um, that, That's the same? It's the uh, same. I kept the handles the same. Okay. Instagram. So I hope I didn't spell. Okay. So this is her her handle on on uh, Instagram and Facebook. I have uh, put up the address, and that's it's going to show up obviously in the comments. 
I didn't put it just says Harmony Enclave. Is there more yeah. to it? Just Ikeja legal sort of. So it's it said six six Ade Odaye yeah. close Odaye Harmony Enclave. Enclave. And that's that is Ikeja, right? Yes. Ikeja Lagos. And obviously I have the phone number there as well for delicious, sweet, and savory pies. Please, can you ship some apple pie to me in the Denver area of the United States of America? So that's shipping from you. You have so many apples, so many different apples. I apple know, pies. right? They have there's a is it there's an apple here. Oh my god, I've forgotten the name of the apple that is indigenous to Denver. Denver. Uh, I forget what it's called. Oh my God. I'll remember. But yeah, there's like tons of, but my favorite apples to use for apple pies are Granny Smith's. Oh, that will make them so tart. Oh no, they're delicious. What do you use? Fuji? Uh, no, um, we have one, oh, what's that thing called? Oh, can't remember right now, but it's what is my brain doing? It's a mix of what I do is I mix the apples. I use a little bit of Granny Smith, and then there's another variant that um, I think we call them pink ladies or something. Here. Oh yes, those uh -huh. are sweet. Yes, yeah, so I mix sweet. them with I mix them with the Granny Smith so that we have a nice balance in the apples. Oh, I just use Granny Smith, and that's the and that's it pretty much it's delicious i think for me with pies the crust is is the king yeah exactly yeah. once you have the crust you're golden everything else is okay this was so lovely um thank you so much Bonnie, for hey. agreeing to do this thank um, you for asking me yes i i'm just so I, it's just like I get so excited when I have friends who, who do these wonderful things. I'm like, hey, in Nigeria, where things are so tough to be able to put this together and to get the fulfillment from it. And I'm and I see the glow. I see how happy you are about doing this. And I wish you like tremendous success. Thank you. Uh, and hopefully, you know, we can do another one of these and um you know, see how things are going. They're going. Yes, yes, yes. This was so great. I'm so happy I got to talk to you. Thank and you so uh, thank you so much for joining us. And for our viewers and people who joined, my Smooners, thank you so much for being here. Obviously, um, this is the live stream, but it's if you missed it, <laughs> the first part of it, it's going to be posted on Being Mrs. S., on Facebook and YouTube. And also, if you listen on Anchor, you can listen to this um, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And um, hopefully, you're going to share this on your Pico page as mm -hmm. well on Facebook so people can see. See it. And uh, it really is an amazing effort. Oh my God. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. 
So um, it's it's quite impressive. And hopefully we're going to do this again. But I thank you. Oh, that's wonderful. Tremendous success with your business. Well, Nate, great shows. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you, Tammy. This little cute koala, I see this. So um, thank you guys so much for joining us. Bonnie, we're going to plan to do this again. This was so All right. Cool. There are a lot of things that we talked about that that I think everybody can can pull something from. So, yeah. all right. Okay. So that is the end of the show. And as usual, I'll circle back. Love you, my Smooners.